With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Lion. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is... Calamar. This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. He looks at himself. Look at him. Back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. He is Houdini. Touchdown. Patrick Mahomes with a rope. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Fast podcast presented by Clutch Points and our friends at Blue Wire. I'm your host, Blake Level. With me is my co-host, Stone Reagan. We're here for uh, another exciting edition of our uh, NFL picks looking at week 11. And, uh, Dylan, there are lots of – we had quite a few choices this week, I think, for potential games of the week. Uh, we wound mm-hmm. up picking different ones, uh, but uh, I think overall maybe more choices uh, in this particular week than we've had in a little while. Yeah, excited for a number of these games. There, there are some in the early window, I'll say, that are maybe not the most exciting matchups that you'll get all season, but uh, enough made up where basically all of the, um, well, until the, some of these Raiders players have had to go on the COVID list, basically all these primetime games, though, looked pretty intriguing to me as well as a few games in the other windows. Um, but, yeah, definitely a theme now for two straight weeks of our game of the week is the NFC West. Again, I think last week we had three teams featured in our games the week, and sure enough, those same three teams are featured again. <laughs> yep, just in a different combination. So uh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, what we're going to go with, and we will start, as we said, uh, with our games of the week, as we always do. Then we'll get to our betting locks, our upsets of the week, and our quick picks. But uh, games of the week, uh, I'll give you mine first, and that is the Cardinals at the Seahawks. A great Thursday night matchup. Here, finally, although we've had, you know, maybe some decent ones uh, at times. They've been some Mm -hmm. crazy games, but this is the one certainly you want to see, I think, in terms of looking at the NFC West, West, as we talked about in the last episode. uh, You kind of look at the records now, and you're thinking, oh, boy, this thing's getting juicy. Uh, This is one that could certainly uh, go a long way uh, for both teams uh, if you can win this game. Seahawks three-point favorites at home sort of makes sense. Uh, I think in a game like this, uh, mm-hmm. you give the home team the field goal advantage. But uh, I'm going to pick the Seahawks here. But uh, one thing I did point out, Dylan, to you before we started recording, every single Cardinals game, the past three games, so three in a row now, each team has scored at least 30 points. Of course, this game, the last time they played uh, several weeks <laughs> ago, I guess, what has that been, three weeks, maybe a month, um, yeah. mm-hmm. that was uh, 37-34. So, Expect all the points here, although 
as we usually do here in our uh, meteorology uh, on the podcast. Uh, we did look at the weather. Probably going to be some rain, but uh, nothing unusual there in Seattle. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of par for the course, as you're saying, for Seattle. Maybe it gives them a little more advantage. They have a lot of experience, especially uh, the quarterbacks and Russell Wilson playing in those conditions, whereas Kyler Murray, uh, not so much, maybe a few times in college at Oklahoma, but otherwise has not played outdoors in that kind of weather too often. Also supposed to be, I think, in like the 40s, so not exactly uh, the warmest night there. Uh, yeah, really excited. Any of these NFC West matchups between these three teams at the top that are all 6-3, and three, that the rest of the way are going to be some of the more intriguing games, I think, to follow as we move forward in this one it's a tough pick for me definitely one of the toughest ones going into this uh, slate of games both teams I mean Arizona playing games that if you're uh, just a general football fan they're some of the most exciting games as you're saying week to week if you're a Cardinals fan you're happy I'm sure but that they're winning a lot of these games and they're a good team again but nonetheless it is the kind of football that takes years off your life as you (laughs) watch and have to be stressed going down to the wire almost every single time In this game at home, I'm going to pick Seattle. I think they'll bounce back from, especially on offense, definitely faced a a really good Rams defense last week, but I think they're going to adjust their philosophy. They definitely go into that game. There's some good uh, content out there on the athletic and on pro football focus about what the Rams did, basically approaching first and second down the same way you might on third and five, that kind of situation where the team might run, might pass. You're letting them run if they're going to. Teams were definitely allowing or the Rams were definitely letting Seattle if they wanted to run on early downs, giving them opportunities to do so. They did not take the bait, uh, but nonetheless, that didn't really work out too well for them, only scoring 16 points. I think they'll adjust. They definitely obviously played really well against Arizona the first time. And on, with the conditions, I think maybe they'll give them a slight edge. Maybe Arizona's offense won't be, uh, you know, completely on. And it has to be at this point. You know, Arizona's defense, as much as early in the year, it looked a little better than it's been in the past. It's, it's starting to slide back a little bit against these better offenses. As you mentioned, it's all these games where they've given up 30 points uh, the last three weeks, and then you go back to when they lost to the Panthers a couple weeks before that. They've really only done well against poor offenses all season, so uh, just something to follow for Arizona, and I think their games are going to continue to be some of the best of the, uh, each week as we move forward, but in this one, I think Seattle will get the win. Yep, play all your offensive players in fantasy, including your offensive linemen. If you play in a fantasy <laughs> league and you have offensive linemen, play those guys too, because um, this should be, as we said, you look at the trends, a lot of points probably going to be put on the board here in this one. All right, you mentioned the Rams, and uh, we are going back here to the Rams uh, because they are your game of the week here, Dylan, as uh, they will take on the Bucks in Tampa. Bucks are four-point favorites in this one. We're going to switch our picks here because uh, mm-hmm. you're going to go with your Rams. I'm going to go with the Bucks. Uh, but uh, there's a reason why it's one of our games of the week because I think it's going to be fun uh, to see these two teams kind of go at it in terms of uh, what they do on offense, uh, their style. Uh, but also, as we know, mm-hmm. too, two defenses that can be pretty good uh, when they want to be. And uh, so that makes this a very intriguing matchup. Yeah, I don't know if there's going to, you know, if you want points, like you're kind of talking about in the last game, Arizona-Seattle is your game of the week. Uh, for this one, I don't anticipate uh, the over-under necessarily being hit. It's 48.5. Now, both offenses are in the top 10 in DVOA, but I do think, yeah, the story for both teams has been their defensive approaches. Um Rams, I mean, you saw what the Bucks just did a couple weeks ago where they only ran the, t- the ball four times. So that kind of fits well into what uh, Staley has done with his defenses, forcing teams to run when they necessarily don't want to, um, t- taking advantage of teams that are overly aggressive on early downs, throwing. As we've talked about, I've talked about, that strategy makes a lot of sense. But if a team is <laughs> three guys on the line of scrimmage is not plugging the gaps and they're basically defending like it's a pass situation, you kind of have to run the ball. So we'll see what Tampa Bay does. I'm not, I don't feel amazing about picking the Rams. Obviously, this is my – 
game of the week. And um, I, I do think it's similar to a coin flip. Two really good teams that at six and three might be, or seven and three, I guess, for Tampa Bay, but two teams that might be a little bit better than their records in terms of if you look at their expected wins at this point with how well they've played. Uh, both teams, again, in the top 10 in offense. So two really balanced attacks. Uh, biggest test easily for the Rams offense, I feel like, this season in terms of the defense they're facing. They have not, uh, just looking quickly at the defenses in terms of DVOA, I don't think they've faced outside of Chicago anyone in the top 10. And they played pretty well that game, a different defense in Tampa Bay, obviously. I think it'll be a really good game. I just don't anticipate that 48-and-a-half getting hit. I think it's a game that's more in the 24-20 the to 20 range uh, with the Rams finding a way to win. Yep, I'm with you on that one. I think that, uh, as you said, it, it could be one of those – not going to be an ugly game, but I just think it could be one mm-hmm. where, like you said, less points could be scored uh, given what's possible with those defenses. All right, that brings us to uh, – we should like we should have a drum roll for this segment every week given how much we hype this up. Uh, our betting locks of the week. Uh, and uh, as we said, we've been doing pretty good this year on our betting locks except for when we both decide to get a little – greedy and go with the double digit lines although it's worked uh, at some points with the jets but believe it or not we're actually going to the jets this week uh, which we will say we'll say something about their opponent and we'll get to them in a bit uh, but uh however dylan we both have the same one this week in our betting lock of the week and you want to talk about this is one like those um eventually you know when we hit the big time uh when we have a patreon like everyone else does and we add like the additional audio content listening to us decide <laughs> Oh, between all these games for our betting lock of the week, like I surely someone would pay at least two dollars a month for that, uh, because <laughs> it was hilarious for us to go back and forth trying to figure out who we were going to pick for our betting lock of the week, and because we started with one game in particular, and we'll get to that one later, mm-hmm. and then we kept switching back and forth. I'm like, ah, I don't like that one. I don't like that one. Um, and then we finally landed on the same one, which is going to be the Cowboys at the Vikings. The Vikings are seven point favorites in this one. I think our, our thought process here is that the Vikings should win this game by a touchdown. So at the worst, yeah. we should be able to push with this one. At the same time, I still look at this Vikings team and I say, I don't know. Like, I don't completely trust them. So if you're looking for that full confidence, I can't say that I have it with this one like I did last week. Uh, and I don't remember mm-hmm. who my pick was last week, but I know I felt a lot better about that one. Then I do this one. Um, I think it was at Saints 49ers. Saints yeah, over Niners. That's yeah. right. So I felt pretty good about that one. I can't say I feel great about this one. And it's not because I picked the Cowboys to make the Super Bowl because we know that's not happening. Um, but I just, I don't know, man. The Vikings, they should win this game by a touchdown. They should probably win this game by double digits. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, the, the Cowboys do have some offensive weapons. I know they get Andy Dalton probably going to be back here. And they do have some weapons. So maybe they're able to do some things. But I just think the Vikings should be able to do what they want, probably on both sides of the ball. So I'm going to take yeah. this as a touchdown. Uh, but uh, I can't say that I have that confidence maybe with this one that I, I feel like I should have with this Vikings team. Yeah, I feel like at least the push should be in play, like you said, with that seven-point spread. If it was seven-and-a-half, it would be a little tougher for me. Because, uh, yeah, especially Dallas a couple weeks ago when they played the Steelers, I went to the well again with them, kind of like we have with the Jets quite often. And sure enough, they did cover – Against Pittsburgh, that was pretty unexpected, but I think that was more about just kind of an off week for Pittsburgh. And with this Vikings team, I mean, they're 4-5, and five, but I don't think they believe that they're not capable of getting back into the playoff race. They have to take care of business. They this, You know, it wasn't the prettiest game against the Bears, but again, that's a really tough defense they face. And that one, their defense came to play. Dallas's offense, I would like to think, was can put out a better product than Chicago. They have not 
consistently this season. They're ranking pr- pretty close to them in total DVOA. But uh, you kind of mentioned before uh, the podcast also that it, this will go on our Patreon content, like you're saying, <laughs> about these picks, is that the, the Cowboys so far in the year are 1-8 against the spread, yep. according to ESPN's uh, pick center in the, in the Minnesota is 5-3. and three. Uh, So even though they played that extra game, they must have been a push. But nonetheless, they've been much better against the spread. Also, just in terms of Dallas's defense, we know they're not good, but they're especially not good against the run outside of that really kind of crazy week against Pittsburgh. It did not really help their DVOA ranking of 28th uh, in run defense. Minnesota, we know that's their bread and butter with Dalvin Cook, third uh, most efficient rush offense in the NFL. I think that's where they're going to dominate. And by the end of the game, I I do believe if Minnesota plays their best football, they will win this game by a couple touchdowns. They, again, don't take that take that four and five record with a grain of salt. They lost some really weird low scoring games. And they're one of those teams we mentioned in this uh, kind of this area of being really balanced in the top 10 on offense and defense. They're one of the few that's uh, their 10th in both offense and defense at DVOA. But nonetheless, the only other teams that are kind of in that range are teams like the uh, New Orleans Saints, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Rams, so that's it. Those are the, those are it, uh, it for teams that are that balanced, and I think we'll see Minnesota come to play and have a, a good product here. Of course, the one thing Minnesota does not do well is special teams, and that, mm-hmm. that is the one thing that does scare me a little bit with the spread, but nonetheless, hey, we'll take at least a push. Yeah, I could see one of those weird games where the Cowboys score three touchdowns. They're all on special teams, and we lose this, <laughs> uh, we lose our betting lock here, but uh, we'll see. I think the Vikings, like we said, should win this game. Uh, big one for them just to try to get back to 500 and maybe make that late push there uh, to make a run after just that awful start uh, this season. All right, our upsets of the week, uh, another fun and exciting uh, edition here of our upsets. And uh, we will start with my pick. And, yes, I'm going back to what has easily become a favorite team here on the podcast. Uh, And, finally, we don't have to just kind of hype them up and say, man, this is team we're not, you know, (laughs) like we did after that first game of last season against the Seahawks where they almost won. And we were like, oh, we're on the bandwagon here. And then they were the worst team in the NFL. Uh, The Bengals are actually playing pretty well. And I know they didn't play well against the Steelers. Uh, but I think that was to be expected because the Steelers are still undefeated. And, uh, again, that was not un- unexpected for them to lose that game the way they did. However, Washington is not the Steelers. And so I'm <laughs> going to pick the Bengals here. And this is, as you can tell, um, I don't have a lot of upsets because otherwise I wouldn't be picking the game that has a one-and-a-half-point spread with in Washington's favor. Uh, but I'm going to pick the Bengals to win on the road here. Uh, Washington has played some close games. They haven't really been able to win those close games, and you know mm-hmm. they lost to the Giants several weeks ago. I just think the Bengals, as we said, they're a team whose record doesn't look great, but they're a better team, I think, than their record shows. And they yeah. just they play in that division, and it's just not. There's only so many wins that they're going to get in that division in those games. Uh, but I think here, going up against the NFC East, um, which I guess we could say one, one of the N- NFC East favorites here in Washington. Um, I am, I'm going to take the Bengals on the road. I just think they'll, they'll find a way to win this game. Yeah. I wanted to pick the Bengals. I, I first picked the Bengals. I looked back over our chart of picks and I, we didn't really have that many different ones. And there was part of me that <laughs> did believe Washington again, just because that defense has not played insanely well the last few weeks, but I still think they present a, a challenge to Joe Burrow and, and the offense that has outside of obviously against a really good Steelers defense really picked it up lately. But on the flip side, it's just last week, it, this is more about for me how good off the, the Washington offense looked a week ago and their comeback against Detroit. Uh, not that that's a tough opponent by any means, but Cincinnati's pass defense is considerably worse and DVOA wise. Um, and uh, I mean, just overall defensive ranking is a bit lower. So I do tend to think that maybe Washington will be able to, 
to keep this momentum going from what they were able to find a little bit at the end of last week against Detroit. They're at home. Uh, Cincinnati, as much as I, you know, really am high in Joe Burrow, as we've talked about, and obviously excited for the future for Cincinnati as they continue to, to build on what they already have started. I just in this one felt a little bit better about Washington. There's a reason this is a, a point and a half spread, though. It's a definitely a, I mean, it's a two, six and one team playing a two and seven team at the end of the day. Two teams that maybe feel like they should have a few more wins, but nonetheless, they're still uh, on their way up. They're still got a long way to go before they are uh, finished products as franchises. <laughs> And one of those teams is still battling for a division crown. How about that? So, uh, hey, well, real, do you think if the Bengals were in the NFC East, I, I kind of believe this. I think they would have a really good shot at winning the division. Oh, they'd be they'd be the leaders right now. I think they. I think they would. I think they'd be the leaders in the NFC East. I think. Well, I don't know. The Patriots are playing better. I was going to say the Dolphins are playing better too. Like that division has all of a sudden gotten tougher. Uh, but I, yeah. I think if you just look at at that division in the NFC East, I think the Bengals would be the best team in that that division. To be honest with you. So even I though they, I mean they did tie with the Eagles, so um, you may have to have like a, a tie off there with those two. But <laughs> I, I don't know. But yeah, I do. Like I'm saying, they play in that division, but in the the uh, AFC North. But it's just uh, man, awesome. I think yeah, I think they'd be better if they didn't. So um, all right. Here we go, Dylan's pick of the week, and this is, uh, listen, I, I took the gamble a couple weeks ago. It was our highest point spread pick in our um, upsets of the week of the season. I happened to get mine. It involved that Bengals team we just talked about playing this team, the Tennessee Titans, who were at the Ravens, six-and-a-half-point favorites. The Ravens are here, and it looks like Dylan has not got the memo about what happens when you pick the Titans to win games because – just sometimes doesn't work out. But I'm going to pick the Ravens here. Uh, but, Dylan, I'm going to let you have the floor <laughs> to explain why you're going to pick the Titans. Now, maybe it's just thinking about that playoff game last year. And, boy, the Titans really yeah. seem to have that formula against the Ravens to, to maybe try to do that once again. I just don't think the Titans are as good as they were at that point last year. And I just worry that this is sort of a, a game for the Ravens here to bounce back and really try to prove themselves uh, in this one. I hope it is for the sake of the Ravens, and I want to see something more similar to what we did a year ago. But right now, I'm I'm off the bandwagon, as I kind of said after that Patriots game. That was a little yep. bit of a breaking point. And they're still 6-3. and three. I still think they're going to be in the playoffs and possibly win a playoff game or two. I just don't have that faith, though, for sure that that's going to happen. Uh, and, yeah, I, I'm picking the Titans, even though I've picked the, I looked back at their schedule. I've picked against them the last four weeks. <laughs> it's worked out pretty well. They've only won one of those games. Um, so I, I've a noted Titan hater apparently with how yeah. I've been picking, but I do, I mean, last week against the Colts was more of a coin flip in that one. Uh, they really did, uh, you know, figure it out against the Steeler defense, which I think is, you know, just as good, if not better than Baltimore's Baltimore's defense still solid, uh, showed a few chinks in the armor last week, but it is more about my lack of trust in the Ravens offense. Their pass offense has been pretty abysmal. That's where, Tennessee struggles. They're not terrible against the run. Tennessee's still ranking really, really high in their offensive efficiency that could have uh, broken out a little more against the Colts early in the last week. I just, I think the Titans are bound to have a good game. I know it's in Baltimore, but I mean, that's obviously where the playoff game was last year. I just felt that, I mean, I am picking the Titans, but this was more about, I, I felt that six and a half point spread was way too high. It kind of was a red flag. I initially did have the Ravens 
Maybe yeah. was more going to go with the talking about how I would take the, the Titans to cover, but I do think they'll find a way. I think they're very capable. I do think it's a lot closer game than that, so I figure why not take a chance on a, one of the bigger spreads of the week here with an upset. Very bold move. Very bold move. <laughs> uh, we will see if uh, that upset of the week uh, comes to fruition there uh, with that one. But uh, before we get into our quick picks for uh, the rest of the games, on the NFL Week 11 slate, let's tell you about Indeed, because uh, 2020, as we know, has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical, and Indeed is here to help. Indeed, the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month, according to CompScore, and so it's clear that Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. So, right now, Indeed, offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. So try Indeed out with that free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. It's their best offer available anywhere. So, go right now, Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Quick picks. Eagles and the Browns. My goodness. Well, I don't even know what, this game here. The Eagles are 3-7 and seven against the spread in their last <laughs> ten games. The Browns are 1-4 and four against the spread in their last five games. Good luck trying to figure out a winner in this one because the Browns are three-and-a-half point favorites. No chance I'm taking that as a lock of the week in any form or fashion. No. I have no idea who's going to win this game. I'm going to pick the Browns because they're at home, but with these two teams, you don't know what you're getting, so uh, I'm staying away from this game. I, I mean, it's a tough game overall. I almost picked the Eagles, but I just there's part of me that's having a hard time picking them in many instances. But that just shows how Cleveland at six and three. I mean, again, they're they're ranking next to teams DVOA wise with much worse records. Like they've they've barely kind of gotten to this point. They still have a really easy schedule. That's why their playoff odds still are pretty. I believe as I quickly scroll to that, their playoff odds are still pretty solid at 41.7 but that's not that's not that good considering they're 6 and 3 and they have this yeah. easy schedule. Uh this is a game also with uh, ESPN's football power index they put it as almost a 50-50 coin flip. It's crazy that the Browns are in this spot against an Eagles team which has been just horrendous on offense. Like I mean that I did not anticipate them being this bad throwing the football. I think it's uh you know matchup wise up front Cleveland can maybe get some pressure and that will be a reason that they're able to come up in this one with a victory. I just think they're a little bit better. I, th- I trust them a little more than Philadelphia at this point, but yeah, no way could I make this a betting lock or anything like that because or upset of the week or anything because I just don't trust either team at all. It should be just like maybe similar to last week's Houston game, just kind of maybe it'll be a few nice Nick Chubb runs and that'll be the highlight of the game. Well, here's the real question. Do you trust Jameis Winston? Because the New Orleans Saints (laughs) are five-point favorites at home against the Atlanta Falcons, and this is one of those kind of weird – divisional games that I always say I, I I think you should know you know you should have a pretty confident idea of who should win this game but at the same time I almost made this my upset of the 
week upset pick of the week because mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. There's just something about this game because the Falcons' offense we know is very capable. Um, and it's Jameis, right? Like, we want to believe that Jameis is going to come out here and throw four touchdowns <laughs> against this Falcons defense. Like, we want to believe that. I want to believe that because mm-hmm. I picked him up in our Clutch Points Fantasy League, um, although I, I'm probably not going to start him. I'm still going to go with my guy Joe Burrow. But I, at the same time, we talked about that schedule coming up for the Saints. There's a lot of matchups they should be able to exploit with the passing game. This should be one of those. Oh, but then you think back, you're like, what if he comes out and throws three interceptions in the first you know, mm-hmm. two quarters, and then all of a sudden the Falcons get a two-and-a-half, you know, I don't know, 20-point lead or something, then what happens? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick the Saints here, but I'm not going to lie, man. I, there's something about this game where maybe I'm, I'm trying to overthink it. I don't know, but I don't know. There's something about the Falcons. I, I tend to think that they're going to have this really close and maybe even have a chance to win this game. Yeah, they're, I mean, and these teams have had weird games. I mean, Drew Brees, I thought he was pretty healthy. This may have been after he started having some of the, the injury woes last season. But they lost at home to the Falcons and only scored nine points last season, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I and obviously they don't have Brees, and I think they'll have a different game plan, obviously, with Jameis in there. Uh, he looked fine, you know, not like amazing, but he looked fine. He looked maybe a little more cautious than we're used to. I mean, he knows the, the role he's in and how good the talent is around him. Uh, there in New Orleans. So, I, yeah, I'm picking the Saints. I did briefly think about this as a lock, but I just – this is a weird rivalry, which, I mean, I'm not – have never, you know, been around all that many Saints or Falcons fans here in L.A., but every, from everything I hear, it's a pretty intense uh, hatred between the two fan bases, but also the teams themselves. The Falcons, another team that are just really unpredictable, so they could just have that game where they play – and we've seen a couple games this year where they've played a, a lot better than we anticipate going into them. Um, so, I'll, yeah, I'll, the Saints, I still think, have enough talent, should win, uh, but do not – even with that five-point spread that's obviously lower because of uh, Breeze being out, I just don't feel quite confident enough to make it a lock. Yeah, here's another one I don't really know what we're going to get from, and maybe it's just the two teams and knowing kind of the status of the star players on the Panthers – uh, Lions at the Panthers. Panthers are one-and-a-half-point favorites in that one. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, like we say, with the Lions, it's just something where the Lions could come out and win this game by two touchdowns. The Lions could come out and score ten points and, you know, get beat by three touchdowns. So I, I don't really know what we're going to get here. I do think, you know, with, because of Christian McCaffrey being out, um, obviously, you know, Teddy Bridgewater situation, I still think the Panthers probably going to be creative enough on offense to find ways to score because, as mm-hmm. we said, these, this Lions team just gave up that, that furious rally to Washington, who, you know, by all means is not a great offense. Uh, so I just think the Panthers at home here. If, if, if this game was played in Detroit, I'd probably pick the Lions. Yeah. But the fact that this game is played in Carolina, I'll probably just pick the Panthers. Yeah, it's a it's a, almost a coin flip one if you look at just uh, all the kind of ESPN's power, football power index. Obviously, it's a point and a half spread. Just overall, there's nothing so discernible between these teams to really make one a huge favorite. I feel like Detroit probably is a point and a half favorite at home. It's probably that three point, even without that fans or that many fans in Carolina. It's probably still that same kind of uh, barometer of the change in spread. Two really, I mean, Carolina has come along really quickly in offense or defense. We obviously saw it get uh, completely trucked by Tampa Bay where they almost had 600 yards last week. Detroit, a team that ended up giving up 27 points in a pretty furious rally from Washington, not one of the best offenses in the NFL, obviously. So it comes down a little bit more to me in terms of Carolina. I, at this point, I do trust their offense to be more consistent in Detroit and both teams having bad defenses. So from there, it's kind of a wash. Go ahead and go with the home team in Carolina. Yeah, this next one also, I think, hard to predict. Patriots at the Texans. Patriots are two-point favorites in this one. 
I mean, this line has swung a little bit in terms of being yeah. in favor of the Patriots a bit here, and I'm going to pick the Patriots just because we saw them, you know, play well against the Ravens, and you're thinking, okay, they should be able to build some momentum and some confidence off of that. Um, but at the same time, you look at these two against the spread, Patriots two and four against the spread in their last six games, the Texans two and eight against the spread in their last 10 games. Um, so not exactly much confidence probably in either of these, if you're trying to bet on this game. Uh, but uh, there's, there's a part of me that thinks that Deshaun Watson somehow is just going to come out and have a great game here. Uh-huh. And maybe the Texans get the win, but also I just, maybe this is where the Patriots are starting to make their move as we mentioned in the previous episode of the podcast. So I'm going to lean on that one and think that the Patriots get a win here and maybe start to get back on track towards that playoff spot. Yeah. It comes down to me to just trusting Bill Belichick and what they, and as we've seen kind of with that game plan against Baltimore last week, they clearly were more prepared for the, the attack that they were going to receive. They had just all the answers on defense for what Baltimore wanted to do on the flip side. They were able to move the ball better than I thought they would and got tricky in a few different plays when they had to against a really good Ravens defense, obviously a much easier defensive opponent. Uh, but despite that good performance by New England's defense, they're still ranking at, at the bottom. Now they've, they've actually passed Jacksonville down to the worst uh, DVOA on defense in the NFL, which is insane given how good they were last year. Um, but at, at the same time, I'm, I'm, it's more, again, just about the coaching. Me believing New England is going to be more prepared for this game and ultimately find a way to win. Like you said, Deshaun Watson could go off. I, it's, it's a really close in terms of if you just look at uh, statistically where these teams are with the DVOA stuff, with the ESPN football power index, everything else. They're not that all that different. Houston probably a little bit better than their 2-7 and seven record. New England, maybe they are kind of fit where they are. But, yeah, I, it's just the trust in Bill Belichick and the coaching staff there. New England. That's the main reason I'm picking New England here. Well, I'm surprised Dylan didn't make this one his lock of the week because it's a double-digit spread. Um, but no, uh, no <laughs> the Steelers are 10-point favorites uh, in Jacksonville against the Jaguars. Um, I think you would also probably stay away from this one just from watching the Jags and the Packers game last week. Um, you're probably thinking, okay, maybe this is one of those games because the Jags did play pretty well in that game against the Packers, and that was on the road. Now they return home to play the Steelers, who are still undefeated. Um, pretty, you know, as we've seen with the offense, Steelers' offense completely different now. With Big Ben at the helm, um, obviously I'm picking the Steelers here. I'm not crazy, but mm-hmm. at the same time, <laughs> I am going to tell you that, look, there's a reason why we didn't pick this our lock of the week, and not just because we're sort of gun-shy now about those double-digit spreads, but I don't know, man. There, there's just um, something about this game where we've seen the Jags coming off that game against the Pack. Maybe that was just like the Jags' big game of the year or something that where they just yeah. kept it close, and, and maybe they're going to come out and get beat by three touchdowns here, but... I don't know. I guess just I don't. I never know. Like this is one of those games that I feel like we should feel great about the Steelers winning this game by fourteen, yes. fourteen or more points. But um, I just I don't know. Like and I, again, it's crazy to think that about a team that's still undefeated um, going up against a team that is going to have a you know a shot at uh, one of the top picks in the draft. But I don't know. It's just again, this is just one of those weird games that you could see just because we've seen some of those weird games like this this season already. Yeah, I think it's going to be somewhere of a mix for at least the Steelers of them coming out flat against uh, Dallas, but and then last week not coming out flat and completely demolishing Cincinnati. I think we'll find something in between. And, yeah, I think Jacksonville, like you said, I don't think we can consistently rely on them to, to play as well as they did and, you know, get a, a punt return touchdown like they did against the Packers. So I should really, even though this is a double digits and a, a double-digit spread, and I know it's I kept going back to this well and it hasn't been working, I do really – feel pretty confident that Pittsburgh's defense is so good and so much better than what 
Green Bay was able to to put up there against the Jaguars and still pretty dominate, you know, giving up only 13 points themselves as a defense. So Steelers should win by, as you said, by a couple touchdowns. Yeah, maybe it's a little hot there in Jacksonville. Maybe Steelers are getting, I don't know. Like, it's, again, like, I should feel better about this one, like you said. It's, it's Everything lines up for this to be, it's one of the biggest mismatches of the week in terms of every metric you could possibly look at. So, 10 points, uh, this feels like maybe more like it should have been a spread of, like, 13. Probably not because it's in Jacksonville, I guess. So, you could take advantage of that. I'm not going to mess with it this time. I need at least one week off the double-digit spreads before I go back to the well. Yeah, I mean, it's just been a weird season, as we've said. There's been some – I mean, there, there's another game we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. That, like, I think it's sort of the example of that weird season um, in terms of how the first meeting went between these two teams. But it's just we've, – we've seen some weird results in this season. So, uh, I'm not saying Jack's going to win this game, but I could also see a situation where maybe this thing is much closer uh, than we think. All right, my Miami Dolphins, uh, three-point favorites on the road against the Denver Broncos. Almost made this my lock of the week, but, again, uh, one of those where I'd feel much better about this if the Dolphins were playing at home. Uh, does look like snow is in the forecast for uh, Denver there, but as I told Dylan, um, it could not be in the forecast at 11, and then when the game kicks off at noon or whatever time it kicks off an hour later, <laughs> could be a foot of snow on the ground. So you never know, but uh, I feel good enough about the Dolphins and how they're playing right now to pick them in this game. I just don't know about the, the Broncos and their offense, especially yeah. with Drew Locke's injury, um, and just overall where that Broncos offense is at right now. Just not a lot of confidence in them. Uh, but with the Dolphins offense, as we know, lots of confidence. Uh, I do think the Broncos will probably present some challenges. And again, this is, you know, two on the road. It's a different sort of situation, even though I know that they did what they did, you know, in that Cardinals game and all that. But at the same time, like, I just tend to think that this is a game the, the Dolphins should win if they're going to be that team that we think can, can make the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, I feel confident that the Dolphins will win. It's But it's, it is on the road in Denver. We've seen how teams just sometimes come out flat playing there when they don't play there uh, very often or year to year like uh, Denver's division rivals. and But just, yeah, overall, I mean, Denver has the worst DVOA offense in the NFL. Miami, while they're not ranking as high there as they are in total defense and total points against, I still believe a lot into what Miami's done uh, schematically on defense. They're a, a team that really just so far on that side of the ball couldn't be more encouraged with what they've built from where they were a year ago with how, <laughs> how many young faces. It was kind of like, some of these other defenses, like in Jacksonville, where we looked at them this season, and that's kind of how I looked at Miami's defense unit last year, and here they are uh, being so, so good. They've also just dominated on special teams. Maybe not something you can rely on week to week, but they are first in special teams DVOA, which I don't reference often. Denver 26th. So that another mismatch there. Miami has enough mismatches. I think they've played enough good defenses. They've played against all these teams in the in the NFC West, and whether that storm, yeah, you know, winning two out of three or three out of four actually against the whole division already finishing that slate. Denver not on that kind of level. I think they'll come out strong enough, find a way to win. But yeah, it's just the that that X factor where we're not sure. You know, Miami, we like we feel confident about them, but. It's like we're enjoying the ride, but at any moment I could see them lose a bad game and it kind of derails things. I hope it doesn't happen, but uh, I guess there is that opportunity for Denver's defense to step up and uh, get them a win here. All right. Dylan's New York Jets at the Los oh, Angeles man. Chargers, eight and a half. Just kidding. Uh, sorry. Just sorry to anyone who takes offense to Dylan being a Jets fan, but we don't mention that much here on the show. But uh, listen, it's just, it is what it is. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm kidding, of course. But uh, the Chargers are eight and a half point favorites at home. Against the Jets, uh, and this is what we kind of teased a little bit earlier. The fact that it's not even a double-digit spread here, and the fact that we don't feel comfortable enough picking the Chargers <laughs> to cover eight and a half against the Jets 
not ideal for the Chargers right now based on where they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, I can't pick the Jets to win this game. Uh, but I'm going to I'm gonna pick the Chargers here. But, I, I mean, again, the, the fact that we don't have enough confidence to maybe make this our lock of the week is we've kind of gone to the, you know, double-digit spread against the Jets all year long. And it's worked out for the most part. Um, still, I, it's the Chargers, man. We just we talk about it every week. It seems like uh, there's there's some one you know one of those games where the Chargers just have one of those games where you can look mm-hmm. up and say, here we go again. I don't think this is going to be it. I think they're a much better team and they'll win this game. But um, I don't know. You never never say never with the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers have a habit of playing down to their competition. That's my only concern for the spread. I do feel pretty good about them winning because that's how bad the Jets are. The Chargers, I think their offense is better than what it showed against Miami. Again, a tough a tough Miami defense we now have, and uh, they've played pretty well against good competition. I think they'll, you know, at 2-7, and seven, <laughs> it's a team, two teams combined, a 2-16 and 16 record, just incredible. Yeah. But nonetheless, I, I think the Chargers have enough talent. I think they're frustrated enough, will be frustrated enough with some of the outcomes they've had lately. I think they'll take it out on the Jets. I just don't – part of me is like they'll still, you know, make enough boneheaded mistakes where the Jets will keep it closer – so, yeah, I never, it's, it's sad, but I never even considered for a second making this my lock of the week. No, I didn't either. Uh, just Yeah, that's just kind of where, where the Chargers are right now. So uh, here's a good game, which we almost considered as a potential game of the week. Packers at the mm-hmm. Colts. Colts, two-point favorites at home in this one. Um, on the surface, I don't think that should surprise people because the Colts, as we've said, have been playing pretty well as of late. We saw what they did against the Titans. Meanwhile, the Packers are coming off of that game that's uh, probably going to leave a bad taste in people's mouth against the Jags. Still, though, it was a win. Um, but this should actually be a pretty good game. But uh, I do think, Dylan, this is one where, you know, this could be more of a defensive type of game, mm-hmm. maybe just based on what we've seen from the Colts. Uh, I feel like they could do some things going up against the Packers. Um, and at the same time, I mean, as we've seen with the Packers' defense, like they're not invincible. And so the Colts' offense is starting to find some things. I mean, Michael Pittman uh, had a big game there. Phillip Rivers seemingly finding a bit of a groove. I mean, they've got, mm-hmm. you know, 14 different running backs they feel like they can go to. Uh, unfortunately, our man Jonathan Taylor uh, may be at the back of that group right now. But uh, overall, I'm going to pick the Colts here. And I can't say that, um, you know, I thought it was going to do that. But I just I really like the way the Colts are playing right now. Yeah, I'm having a hard time here in terms of I might flip my initial pick, which I'll I'll keep silent for a moment. I, I do think, you know, I've been really high on the Colts all year, and I, I really do, uh, even some of the times when they've struggled, but the, the DVOA kind of show they still had one of the best defenses. We saw it uh, really, you know, blossom again in that second half against Indianapolis or against uh, Tennessee. They've had games where they start off slow, other games where they don't. But, yeah, on offense, I, I don't know, man. I you know, Green Bay's defense, I don't necessarily trust it, but I think it's better than Tennessee's at this point. Part of me wants to say that I don't trust the Colts' offense enough here to – I still think Aaron Rodgers and that and that uh, attack for the Packers will find a way to score some more points. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my Colts pick based on, you know, the Packers <laughs> looking over again their schedule. They, they really haven't – outside – I think the Saints are the only team, the only really good defense they've played well against. They haven't played that many good defenses. The only one really I have to look at is the – the Buccaneers, and we saw how that game went. I I don't know if I anticipate – I'm not going to anticipate, obviously, the Packers getting blown out by any means. I do think they'll have a – present a pretty big challenge to the Colts, but I'll, I'll stick to the Colts. I don't know, man. I don't. This one I definitely don't feel great about in terms of the pick. I, I If the Packers end up winning by a touchdown, I'm going to be here on Monday. Like, I should have changed this as another <laughs> chance for me to get a W over you and our, and our total uh, picks for the season, but yep. I'll, I'll stick to Indianapolis. 
Well, if our audio gets messed up, blame our producer, Aiden, because um, he really wanted us to pick the Packers here. But uh, Dylan decided to keep his picks, so we both pick against the Packers. Not good. Not good for our podcast audio, maybe. Uh, we'll see. All right, we wrap up with the Chiefs and the Raiders. Uh, Chiefs are seven-and-a-half-point favorites here, and let's just go ahead and get this out of the way. I was going to make this my lock of the week because I looked at this and said it was like seven, seven-and-a-half. I'm like, okay, I think the Chiefs are going to win this game knowing that uh, we have no idea what we're going to get from the Raiders here because of what's going on in terms of the uh, COVID-19 testing. And basically, a lot of players on that defense, Dylan, have uh, basically had to not practice um, because of the contact tracing and all this other stuff. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like this is one of those. And the reason I didn't pick it is because they were like, okay, this thing could probably shoot up the double digits here pretty soon in terms of the line. So I feel like it would sort of be cheating to pick the, the Chiefs as a touchdown favorite. Yeah. Um, so I, I think the Chiefs get their revenge in this game. But obviously the bigger question as we're recording right now on Wednesday is what things going to look like for the Raiders, not knowing, you know, who could be playing on defense or, or honestly, like, do they play the game? Like there are lots of other stuff uh, I think that comes into play here, given the, the unknowns right now with this game. Yeah. I've read today that all signs are pointing. They're still going to have this game go no matter what happens with the Raiders. That can't be very encouraging for Raider fans that here at six and three, you feel like you got a, a good shot of fighting your way into the playoffs. Obviously you beat the chiefs last time. So if you win this one, you got that, tie break I don't think that you'd anticipate as a Raider fan to ultimately have the same record as Kansas City but hey man it's crazier things have happened but it's yeah it's a disappointing factor because I was I still am excited for this game but that part, that part of me now is like even if these guys all do play because I believe if they continue to test negative they'll all be eligible uh, to play because none of them have actually tested uh, positive they're all right. just high risk close contact guys uh, but you don't have that week of practice and then you know you're playing the <laughs> playing the best offense or arguably the best offense one of the best offenses in the NFL and, uh, definitely the best quarterback in Patrick Mahomes uh, he doesn't often lose twice I don't know if he's lost twice to any division opponent since he became the starter I'd have to look at that but I really doubt it uh he's historically played quite well against the Raiders defense I think Kansas City will have a fantastic game on offense definitely even if if you're able to get that seven and a half spread uh by the time this is on uh, you're listening to this on Thursday go ahead and do it because if that's the case I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs absolutely but even if it balloons a little bit I might still feel pretty good I think I don't think we're going to see them uh fall into what happened uh, when they lost to the Raiders early this year. I think they'll come out with a good game plan. I think their defense will respond against the Raider offense, which has been good. And that's the one thing the Raiders have ran, have run the ball so, so well. Um, and obviously Derek Carr, even when he in some of these games, has put up some decent numbers. So uh, they have the firepower to stick with it. I just don't trust the Raiders' defense enough to, to think they'll have a chance of winning this one. Yep, I don't either. And, uh, again, it's a revenge game for the Chiefs. You know they're going to come out motivated, and I think uh, that is something we'll see in this one. All right, so there you go. There are picks for week 11 in the NFL and of everything else. Uh, Dylan, we got a lot going on over Clutch Points, uh, obviously keeping up with all the NFL action, but uh, we're also keeping up with the NBA. And, uh, mm -hmm. man, trade season is here. Um, the draft, as we're talking here, will be taking place uh, here in just a bit. Um, so lots of stuff going on over Clutch Points. Yeah, you can follow along with our, by the time this is uh, published, for you to listen to the, the NBA draft fallout, um, as well as the NBA uh, free agency period, which starts 
officially on Friday. A lot of trades already made. You can follow that in the NBA section of the Clutch Points app. You go to clutchpoints.com. It'll be on the on the homepage. But if you click on the NBA section, all that uh, all that stuff will be there. You can search NBA draft. All the draft articles will show up. Search for agency. Those will show up. So we've got it all set up that way. Uh, for the NFL, you can continue to follow us in the Clutch Points app on the NFL section. Follow all the games live there. Uh, you can listen to us in the app. You can follow all the news. Uh, so, yeah, just uh, excited for another week here. Uh, you go to clutchpoints.com to search fantasy football. We'll have all of our uh, stardom sit articles, all that kind of good stuff uh, filled out. And a lot of previews coming up here as well for all these games. And as you said, quite a few games that we could have considered for our game of the week. Yep, should be some good games. And so check out all that coverage over at Clutch Points. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use. You can find us on there, and uh, thanks as always to the five folks at Blue Wire for all that they do. And thank you as always for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Past podcast. Let's tell you about Bet Online. Football back in full swing. You may not be out of game this year. You can still be in on the action, though, at Bet Online. Bet Online, going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today. Start off wagering on wins, division, championship futures all day, every day. All you got to do, head to Bet Online today. And take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget, use that promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.